Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome to Hard Currency, the weekly podcast of the Financial Times that casts its eye over the comings and goings on the foreign exchange market. I'm Roger Blitz and with me this week is Jordan Rochester, forex strategist at Nomura, to discuss probably the main event of the second quarter and that being the French presidential election. The market seemed to be fairly relaxed about the idea of another bout of populism taking hold in a major developed country to match Brexit and Trump because the polls were pointing to the centrist candidate Emmanuel Macron on course for the Elysee Palace. All that changed this week as the first round of the election comes into view. The polls are pointing to a surge in support for the far-left candidate Jean-Luc Mélenchon and markets are starting to feel a bit jittery. Jordan, just tell us how jittery? How are those markets expressing themselves? Well, the market's trying to price the probability of the negative outcome, for markets that is, of a Marine Le Pen victory, who is anti-euro, anti-EU, anti-NATO, anti-Schengen, versus that of now the up-and-coming Mélenchon, as you've quite rightly pointed out, who's anti-EU, anti-euro, <laughs> anti-NATO. Both of them, for markets, when you're pricing it on the OATs, the French government bond, both of them are talking about fiscal spending as well, when France needs quite needed structural reforms to bring in the fiscal deficit. So both of them are negative for markets, just on the spending side, but then there's also the foreign policy side on EU yes, and NATO. Yes. When it comes to whether it's like Brexit and Trump, I mean, it's fool me once, shame on you, fool me twice, shame on me. Yes. Is it fool me three times, shame on both of us, is what the market's trying to do. So what I have noticed is the probabilities of either Mélenchon and Marine Le Pen winning are actually quite low based on the polling. So Macron is more likely to win the second round. He's more likely to be in the second round. And what's interesting is the market's overpricing the probability of both of them as it currently stands. But the French electorate, if we go by these polls, look like they can move around a lot. It's, it seems very difficult to price. And one thing that people have been focusing on is Macron, is the level of base support for Macron. It does feel soft, his support. It's soft. Polls I saw this morning show it's slightly rising, but it's nowhere near as firm, as you quite rightly said, as Marine Le Pen's. But most of her supporters are very certain they're going to vote for her. Hence why her polling numbers are going to stay around these levels. It's very hard for them to shift. But Macron's can shift. And that's kind of what the market's trying to attempt to price for. So in 2002, Marine Le Pen's father went from around 10% two weeks before the election, which is where we are now, to 17. So we have 7% increase within just 10 days. So what's interesting is Mélenchon's having a similar rise. So it could be the case where it's either Mélenchon or Marine Le Pen versus Macron, or the worst case scenario where Macron doesn't feature in the second round at all. And that is something the market simply hasn't factored in, the idea of Le Pen far right against Mélenchon far left in the second round. That's just new territory. Well, for anyone who's been following the French election, Mélenchon's been well known. He's, he's featured in the previous elections as well. But the interesting emails I had in my inbox were, who is this guy? So it tells me a lot of people hadn't really looked at the, anyone outside the favourites. And he wasn't a favourite to be a winner. And he's slowly rising and making it a four-way race from what was a three-way race before. How did different does this feel to the run-up to Brexit and the run-up to the US election? It's actually a bit more complicated, uh, just because the construct of the actual election yes. itself. Walk us through that. 
Okay, so for Brexit and Trump, you had you know a singular date, yes. 23rd of June and 8th of November. So you could focus on that result and that Bang. that, that yes. was it. Well, this is a two-round process. So the 23rd of April, I'm going to watch a football game in my hometown. So I have to get down to the office for the evening. <laughs> Who's uh, Aston Villa, Birmingham. Oh, uh, never mind. <laughs> I have to get down back to the office for the evening because you have the French election results come in. Yes. 8 p.m. in French time, you have the exit polls. Yes. Uh, for, once you get that, within half an hour to an hour, you know who's won, typically. Right. Then and the market opens. So the market will very quickly focus on who's likely to win the second round Absolutely. or what? Absolutely. So 5am in Sydney, one hour after the exit polls released, a foreign exchange market opens. Right. Now what we saw when the Brexit date came out was sterling headed lower because mm. you had that date to focus on. Yes. Remember we didn't know the date for a while? Indeed. And Boris Johnson then came out at the same yes, time. Yes, that's right. Leave. So we will see if Marine Le Pen gets above 29%. Why do I say 29 because the polling says it's impossible for her to right. get above 29. Yes. Then we know the polling got it wrong again. So and that would be a big shock It could to... imply her support's yes. higher in the second round. Will we see a backlash as we saw when her father polled extremely well in the first round in 2002? We had that big demonstrations and actually he ended up being trounced by uh, Chirac. Is that a possibility you would see that? It's possible. Uh, I think it would be a little bit different. So 2002, Jean-Marie Le Pen had most of the country voting against him. It was actually the largest landslide in a French presidential election. The second round in 2002. Napoleon Bonaparte when the first elections were held. Uh, the phrase at the time was, wear a peg to the voting booth. Vote for a crook, not a fascist was okay. the, the phrase. Yes. It was actually banned. You weren't allowed to wear pegs to the voting booth because it indicated who you were voting for. Okay. But the point is, with her solid support base of around 25 to 30%, there might be protests, but they won't be as big as it was before because you've got twice the amount of people voting yes. for her yes. than her father. Okay. All this nervousness is, has other factors around it, you know, other geopolitical factors. We have North Korea and what America is doing in there. We have the Trump administration loggerheads with Russia. Are we entering a, a more volatile period? Are we likely to see the VIX continue to, to rise? Okay. So we've seen geopolitical tensions before. Think Crimea, think of a Turkey uh, ISIS attacks as well. Mm. So the markets quickly price in a risk premium, and then over time it tends to fade away. Now, if you're talking war with uh, North Korea, that's a different ball game. Uh, uh, but we're not talking about that. We're talking about have vols bottomed out. So recently, we've seen market volatility fall to another low for the year. Technically, it seems very attractive to buy vol at this level. So the interesting thing is foreign exchange volatility in the French election space has been pricing Marine Le Pen and her chances for quite some time, yep. where VIX seems to be catching up. Okay. The desire for finding a haven in this market. I mean, the euro was actually quite a, a haven, wasn't it? But uh, but you would normally look at the Swissy and you normally look at the yen. Um, are we seeing a consistent haven per buying at the moment or is it fairly erratic? No, we are. Um, I think the clearest example, and he talks about reserve currencies and safe havens, is the Swissy. Euro Swiss, for example, is pretty much lower than it was before Donald Trump was elected. And the interesting thing about that is it's one of the best funding currencies in the world. Negative 75 basis points and 0.75% negative. You get paid to sell it, and it's stronger. Right. Uh, because there is a flow into safe havens that you're seeing. And look at dollar-yen or the yen against the euro. It's been appreciating the yen quite substantially because of this. So we are seeing the safe haven flows, but because this is a euro-specific risk, it's not seeing a large euro strength whatsoever, quite yeah. the opposite. Okay. Uh, but of course, we could see a big bounce in the euro if, at the end of the day, it is a centrist Macron victory come the second round. So that is in the back pocket of the market, as it were. We could get a tape back in uh, May, we could get a tape back in October, and we could change the words Brexit and Trump into Marine Le Pen. Yes. I just hope that we're not sat here next year talking uh, about that outcome being so. 
uh, in terms of market moves because we are very positive on euro in yeah. the long run. Yeah. So we think once you get the risk out of the way, the ECB are going to normalize their policy, move away from negative interest rates and also the QE purchases on their, on their sovereign bonds and their corporate space as well. But you'll see the normalization trade and that will see rates in Europe increase substantially versus their peers because you're in negative territory on the front end in Europe. So when that goes positive again in the near future, so next year and beyond, euro should appreciate in that circumstance. So we're talking 115 against the dollar, for example. That is until we get the next political risk, which is Italy. Absolutely. <laughs> so so actually, the, it might be just a short-term rise in the euro until we get an Italian election come the start of 2018. Well, as it stands, polling has five-star, the anti-euro, anti-EU party in Italy, around the same level as the PD, yeah. Renzi's party. So what you find in Italian politics is that coalitions are not set in stone. And with both the five-star and PD getting the same level of support, it would be quite an interesting outcome to see a sort of coalition involving the five-star. And does Italy finally have a say on the euro, for example? So you're right. After September, I think we'll get more news about when that election will be. OK, just straight up, uh, euros on a euro-dollar basis, do you sit on your hands just for the time being, talk about the Easter period? I mean, I think the polls might continue to tighten. That could happen, and euro will trade heavily because of that. So mm. right now, I'm not getting along euro. But I think after the first round, if you find that it's Marine Le Pen versus Macron, and her polling is not higher than what's expected from the polling up to the run-in, so below 29% in support of Marine Le Pen in the first round, then, yeah, people will look to buy euros because it will be at very cheap levels. If, however, she polls higher or Mélenchon features in the second round, it's a different ball game. Because if Mélenchon's in the second round, he's actually got a lot of higher chance of winning than Marine Le Pen. And the markets won't really differentiate the two very much because okay. they have very similar fiscal policies and views on Europe. That's the one you're going to be looking out for when you're back from Villa versus Birmingham. Absolutely. OK, my thanks to Jordan Rochester of Numura. We'll be back this time next week, just before that first round. And we'll also have the Bank of England's latest thoughts to discuss, as well as the key Forex market moves after the Easter break. So join us again for Hard Currency. Until then, have a good Easter. Goodbye.